Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. So we've been looking at this month, uh, our theme, The Way Ahead. And our scripture we've been looking has come from John chapter 14, verse 6. I'm going to read it from the passage translation, if that's okay. It says, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, from now on, you will realise that you have seen Him and experienced Him. From now on, you will now see Him and experience Him. That's Carolyn's paraphrase. See, the Gospel of Jesus Christ is to be experienced. Not only is it just to be seen through us, but we're to experience Him. I say it's more felt than told. And sorry about the English scholars here. Because when you've experienced and encountered the goodness of God, Nothing satisfies you. There's nothing else that satisfies you. You want more of His tangible presence and power in your life. But it's always to bring you closer to the Father. It's always to do that. It's always to bring you closer to the Father, to transform us and empower us for His kingdom purpose. That is the primary reason for it. And so this morning, if you allow me, I'm going to pray now. But my title today is going to be No Turning Back. Because for me, there are many no turning back moments along the journey of my life. And uh, I feel like it's, it's going to minister to some of us today. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank You for today. I want to thank You for Your presence, most of all, and for Your power in our life and your love for us, that You gave Your best, You gave You everything. And we've done our best in our worship to give You our all. But Lord, today we wanna encounter You new and afresh through the God of the Word, through Your Word today. And I want You to speak to all of us today, especially me, because I need it the most. Help me articulate what You want me to articulate. And Lord, just minister in a way that it will not just become information, but it would be impartation, revelation and impartation to every one of us. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Praise God. So through the enabling power of the Holy Spirit, you and I, we've been given the ability that we're able to encounter and experience Jesus who lives in us through the power of the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. And there are two things that will shape and transform your life. It's the Word of God. It's the God of the Word. It's the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And there are significant defining times in your life that change the trajectory of your life. I call them encounter moments that mark you forever. Aha moments. And I'd like to talk on that today because I feel like for me, there's been along the journey those moments and they've been aha moments that I go back there and it's not, to, it's not to live in the past, but it's to remind me of certain times in my life. And this certainly has been the case for me and it started 34 years ago when I encountered Jesus as my personal Saviour and Lord. And along the way, there's been many other encounters. And one significant one was when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. 
man, it shifted me. It changed my prayer life. It changed my whole way of living. Um, like I shared with you, you know, once you've tasted and experienced the power of God and His presence in life and the fire, you know, it's always, it, it, it's, it's not always pretty because it purifies you, but man, you come out set on fire, passionate. There's a God confidence in you. I'm in no way in, you know, in the natural able to speak because I'm a stutterer. But when there's a God confidence in you, when you're confident in the God of the Word, when the Word of God is in you, there is no going back. There is just no turning back. So this morning, I want to come from that. You know, these encounters, they shift you from natural human reasoning to, a, to a, an eternal perspective where you, get, where you understand that more importantly than anything, you want the divine truth of God's Word. And we're going to look today at the life of the Apostle Peter. He was an ordinary fisherman and at times he had a potty mouth and bad temper. Me a bit, no, (laughs) bad temper maybe. But at times said and did the wrong thing. That's me sometimes. But he finally gets it. How many of us want to finally get it, right? He finally gets it. And to that point, there was a no turning back for Peter. Peter's encounters marked him forever. It transformed him. It turned the world upside down. It impacted the world for the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Peter and Andrew were the first disciples that were chosen. Peter was a, um, as I said, a fisherman. He was a rugged man. He was seven foot tall and he was married. Sorry, ladies and gents. But he was married. Ladies, sorry. He was married. (laughs) Put my foot in it like Peter, right? He was born in Galilee and he wrote two New Testament epistles. Peter wasn't chosen for his good behaviour. He knew his own weaknesses and strength. And he relied on Jesus' strength and He was his source of supply. He knew that Jesus' grace was sufficient for him. But what inspires me and challenges me the most about Peter, what really like it has impacted me the most is when Jesus told Peter to come follow me. Peter Instantly got up, left everything to follow Jesus. There was no turning back for Jesus, uh, for Peter. There are many accounts of Peter's journey in the Gospels. What he was famously known for was he walked on water. We know that story, right? He walked on water to Jesus. Peter was rebuked by Jesus. Peter was commissioned by Jesus. And later he was recommissioned. And we're going to share a little bit about that. He was one that was, that was the one that cut off the ear of the soldier when they came to get Jesus. And then he was the one that denied Jesus. But after the day of Pentecost, Peter was the one that stood up in boldness and preached the Gospel and over 3,000 people that day came to Christ. This is part of Peter's journey. I think the Apostle Peter is the most known for the text we're about to read. It was Peter's revelation. It was his recommissioning, his commissioning. So the main text this morning I'm going to come from is Matthew chapter 16, starting from 13. It says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples saying, Who do men say I am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, Some say Elijah, 
others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So the disciples started to tell Jesus who people thought Jesus is. And there are many people in the world who think they know who Jesus is because of the opinions of man, because of their own theory and maybe because of based on their own experiences of someone they know who is a believer. So Jesus had to break it down in more of a personal way. He says, so Jesus breaks it down in a personal way and says this, He said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, Peter here reveals Jesus' real identity. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the question I wanna ask you, you today is, who do you say Jesus is? You know, this encounter, this encounter moment that Peter had revealed who Jesus is. But in that, in turn, Peter also recognised who he was in Jesus, who he was in Christ. Because everything begins with knowing our real identity. And it speaks to us today. And the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And the Holy Spirit's job is, to, Holy Spirit's work, first and foremost, is to reveal who we really are in Christ. So number one, we see here that the Holy Spirit is here to affirm our identity as God's child, as sons and daughters of the Most High God. And when you know who Jesus is, when you know who you belong to, you know whose you are. You know that you know that God, that Jesus is the mediator between God and man. You know that you are born again when you really know who Jesus is. And we really we read in Romans chapter 8, and it's been filtering all through this morning through our pre-service prayer and even as we landed and Jen highlighted it too. It says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we can call Him Abba Father. Now we can call Him Daddy. Now we can call Him Papa. Now we can, we can call Him Pops for His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I'm gonna read that again. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children because the Holy Spirit's job is to come and bear witness to our adoption. And I believe, today with my whole heart, there's an adoption process going to take place after this service. So then we can take on the new nature of Christ. There is a new nature that happens when we become adopted into the family of God, into the Kingdom of God. The old nature is gone. We become a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's an adoption process. 
And there's no other religion that's based on relationship. There is no other religion that you can sense the presence and power of God. That's why we can say, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. And there's no one that can get to the Father but through me. We can experience Him, we can encounter Him, we can see Him through the eyes of people who are carriers of His presence. You know, um, many of you have heard my story, how I came to Christ. This is me calming down a little bit. (laughs) I grew up in a God-fearing, Jesus-loving home. Went to church every, every week, forced. I knew all about God. I was one of those when Jesus said to the disciples, who do men say I am? I was one of those. I knew all about God. I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. You know, went through the stations of the cross. I did confirmation. But the reality is I never knew Him. I never knew that I could have an intimate, personal relationship with Him, that I could experience Him and encounter Him in a way that you you cannot explain it. And at 26 years old, through a divine setup by God, my friend Sue, she introduced me to her pastor. He said one sentence to me and it was actually a word of knowledge. And that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He said one sentence to me and I knew they, he didn't know me, but I knew God was speaking to me because he didn't know me, but he was reading my mail. And there and then I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And there was nothing tangible that took place. It was just a knowing through the Word of knowledge. That's why gifts of the Holy Spirit are so powerful. Through a Word of knowledge, I just knew God had met with me. And instantly I knew I was forgiven. Instantly I knew I was accepted and loved. It was an instant process. And for me, there was no turning back because I knew what, was, what my life was like and I didn't wanna go back there. And I felt for the very first time loved and accepted. Jesus became my first love. Have I had other born again, again experiences? Yes, absolutely. Because it's not that Jesus drifts from us, but we can drift from Him. You see, our life's responses to situations, good or bad, is based on knowing our identity, who we actually belong to. And there is no... There's no wondering why hairy legs, the devil, tries to always attack that area in our life. We have an identity problem on the earth today and the devil's playing no new tricks. He's always trying to attack identity. He tried to do it with Eve. He tried to do it with Jesus. So why do you think he's not gonna do it with you? And so we must reject those lies Jesus, always, Jesus is always wooing us by His Spirit. Come, follow me. Come, follow me. Don't turn back. Come, follow me. Leave everything because I have promised you a life that's more fulfilling and more satisfying. I'm not gonna promise you that you won't have worries. I'm not gonna promise you that you won't have problems, but I am gonna promise you that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be with you and I will bring you through. See, not only does Jesus affirm your identity when you acknowledge who He is, but He changes your name. 
a new identity that redefines our lives. There's, we are no longer defined by our old ways of thinking and living. Jesus said this, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And also I say to you that you are Peter now, And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. Jesus is saying to Peter, you are no longer known as Simon Bar-Jonah. You are now Peter, which means rock. You are rock solid in your faith. And upon this rock solid faith, I'm gonna build my church. See, whenever God wants to reveal Himself to you in a greater way, whenever He wants to bless you, whenever He wants to commission you, whenever He wants to do something new in you, He changes your name. From Abraham, from Abram to Abraham. And you know, it doesn't do, it's not defined by our age because Abraham became Abraham at 99 years old. From Sarai to Sarah, from Jacob to Israel, from deceiver now to deliverer. God is in the name changing business from Saul to Paul on his conversion so he could reach the people, the Gentiles. And through these names, God gave new beginnings, new hopes, new blessings. And He wants to do the same for you you and I. He changes your name. He changes the identity that the world has labelled you, that the world has named you and He gives you a new name. You are blood bought. You are Holy Ghost filled. You are highly favoured by God. You're His very own possession. You are a holy nation. You are chosen by Him. And when God gives you a name, it's irrevocable. It's irrevocable. We all know life at times throws curveballs. And I've recently had one of those. So I'm not standing here saying I've got it all together. But what I am saying is I've held on to Jesus with everything I've got. I can say that I have fixed my eyes on Him. And there's been times when I've dropped my eyelids a little bit and I've seen the waves and I've seen the storms and that's when I've started to drown. And then I've reminded myself of who I am in Christ and He has changed my name and I keep my eyes on Him because I'm not defined what the, what the world has labelled me. I'm not defined what I've gone through. I'm defined what He says about me. You are not defined by your circumstances. His Word defines us. His Spirit gives us life and truth. So when life throws you curveballs and you're struggling with your identity and worth, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're in lack, if your relationship is struggling, it's time to go back to who he, who you belong to because He changes your name. It's time to come back to the divine exchange table of God. Let Him redefine you to what He's already done for you. He's paid for you in full. If Jesus paid for it, wear it and change your name. Because it's okay to be a little bit messy and broken. I'm a little bit messy and broken, but you can still be bold and powerful, not because what you've done, but because of what He's done. Amen. 
You are not changed to what you are not chained to what went down. You are not changed by what was spoken over you. Because it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. His grace is sufficient for me. And on the 20th of July, 7:30 a.m., I had one of those aha moments those no turning back moments. And I'm not gonna share it all because I haven't been released to share it all. But for me, I met with Jesus and He recommissioned me for this next season ahead. But my encounter with Jesus was not for me to set up camp there, but for me to remember the significance of that moment. We read about a time, an account when Peter, James and John went up to the mountain with Peter, with Jesus, sorry, and they went up to pray. Now, a week before that, Jesus had told them what was going to happen. He was going to suffer. He was going to die and then He was going to be raised up again. So they're up on the mountain, they're praying and uh, Moses and Elijah decides to join them, the prophets, and they started talking And Jesus started changed into this glorified form and His clothes became dazzling white. They call it the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter, again, said the wrong thing, got fearful and started to set up camp. And he says, Jesus, why don't we set up three three tents here? Because his desire was to stay there, to set up camp. And from that point, a cloud came upon them and a voice from heaven came and said, this is my beloved Son who I have chosen. Listen to Him. And I feel the Lord saying this morning, listen to my voice, hear me and obey me. The voice of the Good Shepherd here this morning. The disciples never forgot what happened that day on the mountain. So much so that Peter wrote it in one of his accounts. See, our experiences are not for us to set up camp there, but to have an I remember moment. I remember that significant moment. I remember that moment where there's no turning back for me. I am shocked and horrified that people can walk away from God when they've experienced Him, when they've encountered Him. But it can be because you can't live in the past. You've got to live in wanting more of Him. You've got to live in remembering that significant time, but knowing that God wants to do more in your life. He wants to transform you more. He wants to shape you more. He wants to speak to you. He wants you to live in that abiding presence of Him. And so when times are tough, I'm having when I remember moment, when I forget at times things, I say to myself, I remember that first time you met with me. I remember that time when you met me and you told me that I was loved and accepted and forgiven. I remember that moment when you gave me a word over a Roman and you said, we're all going over to the other side and now Roman is healed. I remember that moment that you healed me along the Sea of Galilee when I didn't even ask for it, but you healed me anyway. I remember that time when I was baptised in the Holy Spirit and fire and I shook for three days and I was never the same again. We must have those I remember moments, but let's not set up camp there because there's more that God wants to do in and through you. Each one of these moments changed and shaped me and given me a new name. And when God gives you a name, it's irrevocable. If Jesus paid for it, wear it, 
Change your name, amen? Change what you're speaking over yourself. What you, what you are allowing others to speak over you. Reject it if it's not of God. Don't accept it. Definitely don't believe what the devil is trying to have you believe because you are not defined what anyone says. But we must remember that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. There is self-rejection. That's more dangerous than the rejection of man. There is self-rejection. I know what it is to experience loss. I know what it is to experience pain. I know what it is to experience betrayal. I know what it is to experience um, rejection that's beyond imaginable. But I'm not defined by that. I'm not defined. That, That doesn't hold my, that's not in my future anymore. I'm defined by what God says about me. And lastly, He affirms our identity. He changes our name. And He builds, fills and equips us. God encounters and to empower us for His kingdom purpose. He says, and also I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You've been built for the kingdom. You've been built for the kingdom. He's, Jesus is saying, I've given you the keys to my home. I've given you the keys to all the resources of heaven. I've given you my home. You can avail yourself to anything. You can come boldly into the throne room and receive mercy and grace whenever you want. You have a direct line and access to God's resources to build my church. And by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit, He does that. He fills and equips us, not just for us, but for others. And Pastor Chris articulated it brilliantly as he was landing when he spoke about Acts chapter 2, how 500 went and waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit and only 120 remained. And the Bible says that the place was filled. It was like fire falling on everyone. And at that time, people started to speak different languages. This is the day that the Holy Spirit had fully come. This was the beginning of the early church. This is is, is in our DNA as a church. And verse 4 says, They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. The Holy Spirit the baptism of the Holy Spirit fell upon them all and fire came upon them. And when you read on, you read the account that great boldness came on Peter and he preached the Gospel and people were perplexed. People were like, what's going on here? They even mocked them. They said, they must be drunk. But Peter goes, how can we be drunk? It's only 9am in the morning. They don't live in Australia, right? How can they be 9am in the morning? We are not drunk as you suppose. We are very, very filled in the Holy Ghost. And He said to them, this is what was prophesied that would take place from Joel in the last days. I will pour out My Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your sons and daughters. There is gonna be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And this is what... 
this is what we are talking about today. This is the day, this is the hour that God wants to pour out His Spirit on all of us. There was no turning back for Peter from declaring Jesus is the Son of God to denying Jesus, then impacting the world with the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And you and I, we have been given that same authority, that same power, that same opportunity to be filled and equipped because Acts chapter 1 tells us that we have been empowered on high to to receive the power to witness to others. There is no going back. He wants to fill and equip us. See, our encounters with the living, breathing Word are not to always affirm our identity. Sorry, our encounters with the living, breathing Word are to always affirm our identity, is to change our name and to fill and equip us. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.